Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network. Preparedness Radio. With your host, John Jeffers. And good evening, John Jeffers here on a Wednesday evening here at the Contra Radio Network. As your glorious host, founder and executive producer, I want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here tonight. All right. If you want to call in tonight, our number is uh, 516-453-9389. 516-453-9389. We have a caller. Hold on there, bud. Be right with you. And if you'd like to care, you don't want to listen, maybe you'd like to watch the videos, you can catch the live video feed on the Contra Rio Network group page on Facebook. Now, tonight I don't have a particular topic to speak on. Happens on occasion. And I think those are good. Tonight is one of those nights. So, a couple things. One, I don't even want to hear... About the, about the Las Vegas shooting. It's still going on, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. I talked about that last episode, and you know where I'm at. I stand on it. All right. Let's go to the lines. Area code 847. Go ahead, sir. Hello, illustrious leader. Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all across the survivalist valley. It's Chuck. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you. And you? Pretty good. Pretty good. What would you like to discuss tonight? Yeah. Well, I know that you don't want to mention it, but, and I'm not going to refer to it directly, but indirectly, we're living right. in very dangerous times. Oh, yeah. We're, li- we're living in very dangerous times where it doesn't take it, one person. It'll probably take one person to screw everything up for the Second Amendment and legal gun owners. I mean, I, I mean, it's it, 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 yeah, it, it's getting to the point where you know even I am worried about you know the the civilians' ability, those who are legal gun owners, their ability to actually you know be responsible, be disciplined, and follow the law. But when it comes to people who may or may not have undiagnosed issues, All right. then that's a really big, significant risk, and, and a lot many of them go undiagnosed, and it doesn't show up even on the, on the background checks. And, and let's be honest, even background checks doesn't have access to HIPAA, uh, you know, confidential medical right. records, and, and, and inclusive right. with that, psychiatric as well, and maybe medication uh, medication prescriptions. As well, but I, I'm getting to the point where this 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 last event that occurred, you know, and as much as uh, there's lots of other Second Amendment uh, supporters who disagree with it, and I'm pretty sure there was a time I disagreed with it. Well, I think we should basically err on the side of caution, and 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 basically protect everyone else's rights to own a weapon by making sure that that those who are you know trying to get a new weapon. And, and, and they're getting a background check to actually have their medical records also to be checked as well. And, and I'm saying that 
very, I'm, I'm saying that with tongue in cheek, because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people out there who, who disagree with it, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure how we can avoid it. If something like this happens again, All I'm right, pretty sure you. that's definitely going to be under consideration. Well, let me ask you this. You have a man, or a woman, as that case may be, and they are driving while intoxicated, whether it's from alcohol or illicit narcotics. They get into a crash, and they kill somebody. Now, that person may or may not go to prison, but that person can still go out and buy a car. Now, you're saying, but they don't have a driver's license. They can't drive it. Got news for you, people. There's a lot of people out there without driver's licenses who are out there driving as, as we speak. So the truth of the matter is, whether they have a license or not, they're still going to drive. They're still able to go ahead and buy a car. Now, that car was used as a weapon by that person before to harm other individuals. We don't hear any calls for you know, people who are convicted of DUI being banned from buying a vehicle. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to have a driver's license to buy a vehicle. So, and I know what Chuck is saying, and I'm saying here is your counterargument. I see Gary Mall, who is in the video chat room. He says, cars can kill. Are we banning cars? And that there is the next question. What about the person who uses a knife and decides you know, to slaughter a family? That's happened before. Have we banned knives? No. You see, this whole idea about banning weapons is about control. Ultimate control. Our forefathers made it very plain and very simple in the Second Amendment. The population, the general populace, must have the availability to overthrow a government that does not conform to the Constitution. That's why it's there. And without the Second Amendment, all the other amendments are not, you can't enforce it. That's why the Second Amendment is there. Now, it might, you could say, well, when they say, well, when we wrote it, we were, they only had muskets. Okay, fine. If that's your opinion, then you are therefore not entitled to modern technical medical treatment. You will get treated with the same instruments that they had back in 1789. Go ahead, sir. If you are driving under the influence and you, and, and you get into an accident, you kill someone, you're arrested, your license revoked. Not necessarily, not true. Well, it's, it's, it's usually determined on a state-by-state state basis, and also determined on whether or not you have any priors or not. So there are other factors involved that will come into play. When, when revoking your license will be under consideration. Um, the same system more or less exists for background checks when it comes to criminal records. But, but we're not talking about, you know, a person in this case, in the most recent event, having a criminal record. No priors whatsoever. Right. In this case, it was basically a, a mentally uh, undiagnosed and a, and a highly possible uh, person with mental issues uh, that turned into a psychopath and decided to shoot a whole bunch of people. 
that is something that I think that's that is something that I think the greater population of, of gun owners and Second Amendment sports supporters wants to have their rights protected from those people, the ones who are legal gun owners that are not in control of their behaviors and mm-hmm. and and who, who shoot people. So, you know, and I don't and I don't think it's fair for one person to screw it all up, and next thing you know, people across the country need to give up their guns. I don't agree with that whatsoever. No one's calling for it. Uh, right. But I'm pretty sure it was suggested on, on, on social media oh, always, and also through been. editorials. Do you have a FOID card? But Do me? Yeah. Yeah, well, Illinois is the only state that requires it. Correct. For those of you that are not familiar with it, the state of Illinois requires that if you to buy ammunition or a firearm, you need to have a firearms owner's identification card, which you get through the state police for a period of five years for the low, low cost of $10. Now, when you filled out your application, as, as did I, do you remember some of the questions? They asked you like five or six questions. Do you remember what some of the questions were? Oh, my gosh. Um, have you ever been convicted of this or that? Have you ever been... Have you ever been prescribed something, or I'm not even sure if the prescription part is. I know the conviction question and whether or not you've been convicted of a felony or whatever was question was part of one of the questions. Question number four, and this is people, I, I I kid you not, and this is how we know it's a state document. Question number four, and now remember, you're filling this out. Question number four is, are you mentally ill? If you're truly nuts, you'll check yes. However, you know, if you're, you know, you go out there, you fill out the card, am I mentally ill? No. Okay, so you check off no. There's nobody there to verify that you're not a nutcase. So what happens? You send it in, the state gets their $10, and a few weeks later you get your little FOID card in the mail. So now you can go in Illinois and you can touch guns at the gun store and you can buy ammunition at Walmart if you wish. You go online, and they see you're from Illinois. You have to provide them with what? A copy of your FOID card. My point is this, and this goes with what Chuck is saying. Chuck, I'm not, cast, I'm not going to castigate you. I'm not doing that at all. I'm making the point for you. The point is this, and the point is this, people. You know, it doesn't matter what the background check says. This guy's never been convicted of a crime, and like Chuck so eloquently pointed out, the Nick checks do not have access to the HIPAA files. So even if he was seeing a psychologist or psychiatrist, you know they can't put it. They can't say anything about it. So the guy's out there. Now, do I think the state of Illinois should have a FOID card? No, it's a waste of money. It's just another way for them to get another dollar out of your pocket. Case in point, I know a guy down the street who not only is a bonehead. But he actually has one eye because he got into a bar fight and somebody decided to slap the shit out of him really hard. And um, he's been arrested numerous times for domestic battery and other misdemeanor crimes. And yet, get this, they sent him a FOID card. Yes. So don't tell me about how background checks work. They don't because they don't care. Because you got some guy, some bureaucrat, low level, making 12 bucks an hour. You think he gives a flying you-know-what? Doesn't fracking care whether or not you've had it. He, you got the check? Okay. Here. Approved. 
And off you go. You got it. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, this bonehead's going to get himself shot or worse. He's going to shoot somebody else. Mainly because he has the mental aptitude. Because he, he has, first of all, he has no control over his emotions. And two, his mental aptitude is somewhere between 14 and 15 years old. He just doesn't think things through. And it is, you know. I see uh, Dale has joined us in the video chat room. Welcome, Dale. Glad you're here, pal. And, you know, he says probably the same ones as when you bought the gun. Yeah, probably. You know, we're never going to know why what set this guy off. You know what? And as I said last week, it doesn't matter. There's nothing we can do to change it now. And Chuck is absolutely right. Every time one of these registered Democrats goes off and commits mass murder, what's the first thing coming out of the Democratic Party's mouth? <gasps> we have to ban guns. We have to ban guns them all. Right. I, I do have one comment to make, though. Go ahead, bud. Uh, I, yeah, I do have one comment to make. Uh, I mean, right now, even despite the fact that the Second Amendment is supposed to protect our illegal right to own guns and bear arms and whatever, uh, gun control is still implemented on certain states, usually done on a state-by-state basis, correct? Correct. So, okay, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 if Las Vegas or the state of Nevada would have every right um, to consider, hey, uh, you you can't purchase the gun until you get, you you sign away your 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 you know to give us access to your confidential um, medical records. Okay, it's going to be a law now. Okay, if you want to purchase a gun in this state, you give us access to your, to your medical records to make sure that that we we think that you're psychologically and uh, medically and uh, fit in order to own a gun. And perhaps other states may be able to follow suit again on a state by state basis. Um, a lot of people are going to freaking hate it. The NRA sure as fuck isn't going to like it. But right now, I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if one state or two went in that direction. And I can guarantee you if something like this ever happens again, some states will go in that direction. They, That's what my, you know, my feeling is right now. Well, let's take a quick look in the past. You know, you, everybody thought after Sandy Hook, it was all going to be, you know, ban this, ban that. Oh, by the way, two things I want to say before I forget. One is people who have armed bodyguards should probably shut the fuck up talking about gun control. They've got zero to say about it. They got nothing to say about it. You've got armed bodyguards using guns to protect them, but yet they want to deny you the same damn right to protect yourself. They need to shut the hell up. Now, I know some of you, you know, sometimes, you know, you got me going now. Sometimes I lose control of my vocabulary. I apologize. And if you're offended about it, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm not going to change. I try not to. But there are times when I just lose it. And this is one of those times when I'm right on the razor's edge, just waiting for something to happen. This whole idea. You know, last week I said they're going to go after the bump, the, uh, bump stocks. They're going to go. They're going to get it. They're going to go after them. And not 24 hours later, they're screaming about it. Uh, unfortunately, the ATF got the green light from the Obama administration to go ahead and use them. Mass, you, know, you can produce them, and you can sell them legally. So you are not going to get a basic medical check 
for this. It may be in Illinois because Illinois is so messed up. Hell, they want you to tell them what guns you have. Guess what? I, I know Chuck's not going to tell them, and I'm sure as hell aren't going to tell them. It's none of their damn business. And taking guns away from good people does not make bad people harmless. Case in point, gun control does not work. Don't believe me? I present to you the city of Chicago. They've got some of the strictest gun control. And everybody says, oh, well, they're, they're bringing illegal guns in. Yes, they are. But that has nothing to do with the legal gun owners. We didn't ship them in from Indiana. We didn't. Yet somehow they equate that if we take the guns away from those law-abiding citizens, somehow... That will stop the flow of illegal guns from Indiana into the city of Chicago, where they have been going on another record year of bloodshed in the streets because, well, they have gun control. Big fucking deal. It doesn't work. It will never work as long as the lawless have the ability to get control of a firearm. It's that simple, folks. It is that simple. Now, as Timothy, welcome, Tim, and Porky Will. You know what? Have you been to the doctor? Has the doctor ever asked you, do you have firearms in your house? Chuck, if your doctor asks you that question, what are you going to tell him? I'm sorry, what's the question? You go to your doctor, and your doctor asks you if you have firearms in your house. What are you going to tell him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the question on the forums now. Um, dentists have it, and doctors are having it, at least, at least in my state or in, in my city, anyway. Uh, basically, it's, 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 it's basically, I'm saying no. I'm not, uh, it's none of their business. I don't think it has anything to do with it, to be honest with you. But That's the exact proper answer. Now, Tim, he leaves it, he leaves the question blank. Me, I write down the word nunya. Nunya business. That's the answer. Yeah. Porky Wheel, who is in gun control country, his entire country is gun controlled. He says the uh, illegal firearms are a different argument than a check with your doc for mental illness. It doesn't matter. Right now, the only way you can get gun sale denied to you because it's real is if you tell the gun dealer or you put it on your Floyd card and now it's in the middle of your uh, record. record. I think it's about five minutes. What else is that? What else? Okay. What else comes to mind? Let's talk about this. You prepper group leaders, I want you to pay attention to this. And Chuck, this includes you, my friend. Your group personality. You know, we've talked about this a little bit, and we're, I'm going to touch base with it here. Let's talk about some of the personalities you'll deal with, and one in particular, one of the personalities that you're going to come across in your group. If you haven't already or maybe you have, and you just don't recognize it right now. I'm talking about the malcontent. 
That's the person who will A, and actually, this is what they do. They second guess every decision the group leader makes. Either A, it's wrong, B, they got a better idea, or C, they can do it better. Those are the malcontents you're going to have to deal with. No matter what decision you come up with, even if it's the right one, they will find a way to say no. They will find a way. They will find a problem. They will find an issue with it. So my question to you group leaders out there is this. How are you going to deal with these people? How should you deal with these people? Well, I've got an idea. This is a suggestion. One, as a group leader, you always, always treat everybody the same. That means even the malcontent, you don't deny them any reasonable opportunity that you would not deny anybody else in your group. Do not single them out for any in particular infractions. And do not ever, ever cave to their demands. Do not ever ever refuse to make a decision because it might make them angry or it might create a negative environment. As a group leader, you are to do one thing, one thing only. Make the decision, make them correctly, and don't get into the debate trap. Because if you do, you group leaders will out there spend all your time worrying about one or two malcontents. Always. You'll never get anything done because you'll have to walk in on eggshells and graham crackers trying to make sure that they don't feel slighted. Got news for you. No matter what you decide, no matter what you do, they are going to feel slighted. They're going to be absolutely bonkers. Chuck, are you got something to say? Because you're really, you got a lot of background on that. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, you know what? Here, here, here's the thing. Ideally, yeah, the, the CO's uh, directives are, are supposed to be absolute. But at the same time, it doesn't mean the CO uh, should be closed-minded. If there's, if there's something that he wants done, but, you know, there's a better way to do it, and he, and he still gets whatever he wants done delivered, then, yeah, this is the alternative idea. Just hear, hear the person out. I, I mean, we're not going to put it to a vote or anything like that, but I think – I think part of the, the, the way to maintain respect and decorum in a certain group, at the very least, is to basically hear the thoughts out. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but, but it's one as of those things where it's a judgment call. Everybody gets treated the same. There's no special treatment. Because, you know, if you want to share an idea, by God, share an idea. But you don't go behind leadership's back and take out your knife and plunge it into their back. If there's something you want to say, something that needs to be said, bring it out. But that's what malcontents will do. They will wait until you're off doing something else, and then they'll go and they'll spread dissension. Why? Because malcontents follow one simple rule, and that is misery loves company. And if they can make two or three other people just as miserable and unhappy as they are, then they feel better about themselves, and now you've got a group problem. And like you said, hey, hey, I'm not saying shut them down. What I'm saying is everybody gets treat everybody the same. That's all. And you are yeah. consistent. Hey, John. Yeah. 
I apologize for cutting off, sir. I'm, I'm currently on the road, and uh, I'm out at a restaurant with my family, so I'm going to have to cut this one short. All right, buddy. All right, so I'll let you go. Uh, you know, thank you very much for uh, keeping this show going, and uh, hey, no uh, hopefully in the future in future uh, weeks uh, we'll have more uh, content and more things to talk about. All righty? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, buddy. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, God bless, sir. Thank you. All right. Good night. For those that don't know, Terry is in Puerto Rico. Typhoid Terry is on, is in Puerto Rico. He arrived there uh, a little over 24 hours ago. Uh, what he's doing there, I don't know. But he's there just the same. So we'll see how it works out for him. Uh, last I heard, uh, he arrived in Puerto Rico and they lost his luggage. One bag that had all his supplies missing. Par for the course. All right. That's just a heads up to let you all know. Keep you all here in the in the know, in the groove. That's what I do. Try and keep it all in the groove here. You know, tonight I was talking. You know, I told you, whatever comes to my mind, I'm going to talk about. So, if you want to call in, you may. Our number is five one six four five three nine three eight nine five one six four five three nine three eight nine. Go ahead, call in, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. Uh, no porky wheel. As far as I know, at this point, he has not found his bag. So I don't know. Don't know what to tell you, man. So that was the last I've heard heard from him. So Typhoid Terry. Okay. Patrick. Hey, buddy. He's here. Uh, he's also on the chat on the video feed. He says, I have a friend who's a disabled vet. His Floyd card was pulled. We told him not to give it up. Uh, several officers sent letters to the state, and it was finally reinstated. Government is a, well, we know what it is. You know, the problem with government is government just loves to control people, and it's filled with people who love to control other people and take money from them. To many people, that's the idea of government. To them, the idea of government is to control people. The idea for some of them is the government is to take money from the people, not to pay their bills, but to pay their bills and then some, have some more left over. So, And you're right, Patrick. They're always trying to take your rights until somebody can tell them no. You know, we had a uh, the department where I worked, for 26 years, had this idea that they could do what they want. Even when it was plainly wrong, and they would do it until somebody like the courts said, no, you can't. And by that time, they didn't care because they'd had, they did what they wanted to do, and there's no repercussions. Case in point, as of, I think, a few days ago, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart lost because he had fired some correctional officers through his merit commission, which was an illicit merit commission. As a result, the uh, corrections officer filed a lawsuit saying I was dismissed unfairly, da-da-da-da-da. I was dismissed by an uh, un, uh, what we call it, unconstitutional tribunal. And not only did the lower courts agree with the, with the plaintiff, so did the appellate court. And now the Supreme, Illinois Supreme Court has also said, sorry, pal, you lose on this one. 
So the plaintiff is now entitled to his job back and entitled to back pay. And because this was a blanket decision by the courts, it opens the floodgate for people who are terminated in the last, uh, was it, five, six years. So there are some people who have been getting their jobs back who probably shouldn't have their job back. And they're going to get back pay for it, which is going to cost the Cook County uh, an estimated $15 million. But Dart knew, Sheriff Dart knew what he was doing was incorrect and not right. And now he's whining about it. Too bad. You knew what you were doing was wrong. And now you're going to cry about it because you got slapped down like a dog? Had it. You know, and that's the problem. You know, here's another thing I want to talk to you about, Ro. It just kind of came to my mind. Uh, Monday. Came home from the eye doctor. Not a big deal. Going to get some new glasses. Yay. Got home. And my well pump was just running and running and running, thinking, oh, damn, here we go. The impellers melted. Da, 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 da. I went down, went to the uh, circuit, you know, the breaker box, turned off the circuit, called the guys up. Hey, man, this is what's going on. Da, 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 da. They said, you know, we were out there in 2012, and, and we just put in a new impeller. And I said, that, that's what I'm thinking it is. New, you know, it's just a new impeller. They said, look. Uh, you know, really booked today. Can I get you tomorrow? First thing. I said, sure. I can go, you know, a day without water. Nah, it's not a big deal. All right. I'm on the phone and I realized, oh, damn it, need some water supplies. Well, the wife ran down. She grabbed uh, a box of our emergency water for drinking. That's fine. I don't have an issue with that. And then um, I was out in the backyard and I, the people next door to me just moved out. Moved out like last week. And I noticed that their porch light's on. You know, it's like, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm thinking, porch light's on. That means electricity's still on. Let me grab a five-gallon bucket. Across the driveway. Their outdoor uh, spigots there. Turn it on. <gasps> oh, water. Filled it up. Brought it in. Said, now, here you go. Use this to flush the toilet. And so... So the next day, a couple guys come. Josh and Willie, that's their name. Good guys. Come in, they look at the well pump, and they said, you know, the impellers melted on there. And they said, look, we, you got to get a new well pump. And he says, we, you know, our company, you know, we rebuild them. They're practically, you know, some of the brand new specifications. They're not the plastic kind of crap you end up, or thin metal crap you get at like Menards or Home Depot. He says, these are really, you know, heavy metal cast iron, you know, that kind of thing. He says, we sell them for 125 bucks. I said, well, there's no choice. Unfortunately, we have to have clean, you know, have to have water. So they bring it out. And um, the well pumps in the basement, that's where the majority of my supplies are. I know a lot of you are freaking out right now. Look, the government knows I'm a prepper. The government knows what I think. And I don't care. So anyways. Um, anyways. So we started talking. A guy, you know, they got the well pump. They're pulling it off and all that crap, putting the new one. And um, one of the guys says, we got a lot of supplies here. I said, well, yeah. He says, if you're thinking 
that I'm a survivalist. You're correct. I am. And I got my own internet radio show. Josh, who is training Willie, Willie's looking around, you know, nice kid. Looking around, it's like, wow. And uh, Josh says, you know, I got a room in my house that looks just like this basement. And I said, really? He goes, oh, yeah. I guess, so we got to talking and whatnot. And um, the reason I tell you this is this. For you people out there looking to start a group or looking to find some, you know, people, let me put this out there for you. Don't be afraid. Just tell people, yeah, I'm a prepper. Because you never know who's a prepper who's looking for to, you know, looking for a group. Case in point, Josh and Willie. And I asked Josh, I said, uh, you training Willie here to be a prepper? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, he's not there yet, but he's, he, he's starting to figure it out. He's starting to get it. And so, you know, I told Josh a little bit about, you know, the 11th APG. And one of the things, um, I want you to know something. Just because a person is in the building trades, these are the people you want in your group. Well, they're an electrician, a plumber. You know, in this, in Josh's case, not this guy a plumber, but he's also knows a lot about wells, water wells. If the grid goes down, wouldn't you want somebody that knows what the hell they're doing? That knows how water behaves, that knows where water is, knows how far down to drill, how to, how to drill a well. Wouldn't this be one of the guys you'd, li- you'd love to have in your group? Put it out there. Yeah. If you want to live off your water supplies, go ahead. But if you've got a guy who actually knows, and Josh has been doing it for 16 years. Young guy. Gotta be, he's got to be in his 30s. Who knows what he's doing that knows how water acts, knows where water is, how deep it is, you're going to have to go, especially if it's in a local area. He knows how to operate the equipment to drill a well. Wouldn't this be the guy you want, want to have in your prepper group? What about the guy who runs electricity? I don't know about you. Electricity scares me. I hate dealing with it. You know, I just, I mean, I like using it. Big fan of it. I just, I'm scared shitless of it. I don't like dealing with electricity. And a lot of people don't. But you got guys who are electricians who know about electricity. They know a lot about it. They know how it acts. Plumbers know how water works. How, you know, what are the properties of water? How does it act? Same with electricians. They know what electricity is. They could probably create it because they have that knowledge. They've been around a while. These are the guys you want. You know, what about the guys who just, you know, the gophers, the laborers on a construction crew? They know how to build things. Guess what? I want those guys in my prepper group. I've got no problem with it. You know what I'm saying? So don't look down. What about a mechanic? What if you got a guy that's a diesel mechanic? The grid goes down. That's a guy I would love to have in my group. Give me, a, give, me, give me the mechanic, the auto mechanic. Same thing. A guy I would love to have in my group. Guys I want to have in my group. They know how things work. They know how things work better than I do. They've been doing it. This is what they do for a living. They know what they're doing. Something to think about. You know, so when you start dealing with people and they, you know, it's, well, you know, anyways, 
What's Patrick say here? Patrick says, not end of the world problem. My wife is going to have surgery on her shoulder. Not a work comp issue, so time off without pay for half her time off. I got that. It could have been a problem, but I'm not so worried since I have food and supplies put away. You know, very good, Patrick. Absolutely very good, very good. He says, you know, he says, I was saving for when the shit hits the fans, but this is a good example of why we prep. Now, I'm sure we'll be fine for the few months you will be off work. You know what, Patrick? You're actually right, because you know what? Um, the guy, oh, what the hell was, it? What was the name of his company? He's out in California. He sells the 30-year water in a can. And um, sells it by the case, the pallet, whatever. And I talked to him one time. He says, we became preppers because at one time uh, they had just started prepping for earthquakes because they're in an earthquake-prone zone. And he said, uh, you know, so we, we had put away some food and water. And he says, I got laid off. He says, I was laid off for six months. I didn't have any money coming in. Um, he said, but, but he says, we didn't go hungry. He says, we dipped into the emergency stocks and we, you know, and from that point, the way I look at it is the same way. Sometimes well pump goes down. All right. Go down, grab a case of the aqua blocks, you know, the leader, you know, aqua leaders, bring it up. You know, it's, I still got over half a case left because, you know, they got the water back on again. My point is Sometimes the emergency stocks are just for that, just for, you know, what it is. What is that? What is what right, Porky Will says, is that not what we all really prep for? The everyday problems, not the zombie apply. You know what? Yeah. You could use those same supplies that you want to save for the zombie apocalypse for everyday problems or the emergencies of crap, you know, they happen to crap up. You know, um, and we've all been through this. You've been to the thunderstorms that wipes out the electric power in the area for, you know, days on end. We had that a few years back here. Um, my point is, if you prep now for the right things, you know, prep while it's good, times are good, you'll be ready when times go to hell. So it's okay to do that, but make sure. Now, look, we went through a case. As far as I'm concerned, I got to order up another case of water. It's not a big deal. I can do that. It is what it is. You're not going to change it, so roll with it. Yes. You know what? Do well pumps go out? They go out every freaking day. You know, not mine every day, but other people's. In fact, I was asking, I was asking Josh, he's working well. I said, you guys are really busy yesterday. I heard your guys are out like 7, 7.30. He goes, yeah. He says, normally we're slowing down, but for some reason they all seem to be, you know, the pumps all seem to be, you know, going bad at the same time. I says, I happen a lot. He goes, no, not really. My point is this. You never know when it's going to go down. That's, that's the crappy part about, you know, having, you know, your own water well. You just never know when the pump goes bad. You just don't. And the nice thing is, Josh, let me stand there and watch him so I know how to take it apart next time and how to check it and everything else. That was great. I learned something. Just because you're 53 years old doesn't mean you're not capable of learning something new. Now, could I take it apart at the pump apart to tomorrow? Sure. Could I do it six months from now? Probably. I've only seen it done once. So you use what you can do. You do what you got to do with it. Now, let me ask you this, my friends, my listeners. Oh, 
Speaking of which, I want to say thank you to Brandon. He donated, going to support the show through patreon.com. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate your commitment to this show, to this program, to this cornucopia of information that is so valuable. Many people have died trying to obtain it. It's true. It's true. But thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. But if you'd like to, hey, you know, I ask for $2 a month, guys. Come on, 2 bucks. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. I'm asking for 2 bucks a month, for the love of God, $2 a month. You spend more than that on your morning coffee in one day. All right. What else did I want to talk to you about tonight? What else has come to mind? We talked about, you know, wells that go bad. We talked about why you want to get people who are in the trades into your prepper group. We discussed a little bit about government overreach, which is typical because that's what they do. There are many people in government who think it's their job to control you, to take your money. Because the state is almighty. Actually, what they don't realize is the state is you and me. We are the state. And every person who works for government needs to realize a couple things. One, they work for us, not us for them. They work for us. And if you one of those people says, you know what, I don't like to vote, then you don't have a right to bitch about your government. You just get what you get and go on with your life. The rest of us will pick up your slack and we'll toe the line and we'll pull on that rope and we'll pull the wagon to make sure that your life isn't interrupted, isn't inconvenienced in any way. You know, my buddy uh, Rob, love him to death, great guy. You know, man, I, I, I can't. I don't want to say that right now. What was that, Tim? Tim in North Carolina says yes, yes. The Boy Scouts are letting girls in. He's got has him a bit wound up, but he's stepping down as Scoutmaster at the end of the year. You know what? <sighs> what the hell do they have Girl Scouts for? My mom was a Girl Scout. She's seventy. Now, I did the same thing the Boy Scouts did, only they did it with girls. Sure, there are some tasks that the girls did that the boys didn't do, but the bottom line is they take them out in the woods, teach them how to survive. Here's how to build a fire. Here's how to do your tent. Da 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 da. da. I don't understand the reason why. You know, if that's the case. If the Boy Scouts go with the girls in, why don't they just change the name to the Young Pioneers? They could be just like the Soviet version of the Boy Scouts. You've seen pictures of the Young Pioneers. You probably don't realize it, but you have. Boys and girls wearing white shirt or white blouse with a red neckerchief on. They're the Young Pioneers. Go Soviet communism. Da, 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 da. Same thing as the Boy Scouts only when we're throwing a little political indoctrination. Well, what is the point of having the girls with the Boy Scouts? 
Are there boys wanting to join the Girl Scouts? I don't know. It seems to me you could get the Girl Scout cookies without having to join the Girl Scouts. A couple bucks, you get a box of cookies. All right. Um, well, shall we discuss? Oh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Before, I, All right, yeah, we're going to go through this right now. Let me ask you this. How many of you, if I were to change platforms, hear me out here. If I were to change platforms, I wouldn't use Facebook, and I wouldn't use Blog Talk Radio. What if I was to go to live stream? Would you still follow the show if I was on live stream? Because I got to tell you, you know, blog talk just isn't getting out, getting us to, you know, getting the show to where it has to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our, our listenership's increasing again. We've been doing this three years. It should be well more than what it is. And it could be just because of the platform of music, blog talk radio. So I'm one, so I was talking to Don. Don feels the same way. Now, in case you didn't know, um, Julie has stopped doing Laser of the Watch. I think I told you this last week, but I'll tell you again in case you haven't heard it. She has um, decided that you know, she has nothing left to talk about. Whatever, that's her choice. So she's left Laser of the Watch. Dawn says, you know, just, I'll pick up Laser of the Watch and roll it into her, my, her show, you know, Dr. Dawn. And so, with Julie gone, and, and now Don and I've been talking quite a bit, and we're you know, and we're deciding that maybe Blog Talk, it's a good starter, but it's not the platform that's getting us to where we got to go. It just isn't. So I was thinking about maybe doing live stream or uh, uStream. It'd be more like with if you're if you're watching the video feed on Facebook, it'd be something like this. Now the thing about Facebook is it's free. Doesn't cost me anything. Live stream might cost us a bit more, but I don't know if it'd be any better than what we're doing now on Facebook. I don't know. I'm I'm still you know I told Don that we should take some time. Let's investigate it. Let's look into it. And I said you know let me ask the listeners. We you, you know would you guys follow the show to live stream or use stream? I don't know if it would even do a if it would download into a podcast. I I, I think it would. I, I just don't know. Just don't know. So thinking about it, and it's like, huh, well, you know, and, and Porky was asking a good question. He says, you know, would it make any difference to you? I don't know, Bill. I don't know if it would make any difference to the listeners or not. You know, it took a long time to find, get what we have on blog talk, but word spread and, you know, and you guys are here. Something to think about. Also, if you want to do a show here, you, know, you want to do what I'm doing? Real simple, guys. I'll walk you through it. If I can walk Julie through it, I can walk anybody through it. Not that Julie's dumb, but Julie is so damn shy. I had to sit there and, you know, just, you know, threaten to get a, you know, a cattle prod and zap her and get her going. What do we got there? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Patrick in the uh, Facebook video feed chat says, Speaking of trades, a local company in Walnut, Illinois, TCI, is offering a free trade school. Applications are taken and people are given instruction on welding, which is a very big thing. Welding and toolcraft. 
Uh, some of the students are hired at the factory. It's still a valuable skill that would be learned even if not hired. Let me tell you something. This country needs 300,000 welders. Now. Now. 300,000 welders. If you know how to weld, let's say in my area, we've got the chain of lakes, which means you go to Fox Lake, Illinois, and I defy anybody to do it. Go to Fox Lake, Illinois on your, on your webpage. Do, 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 and um, look up marinas. Boat marinas. Boat repair in Fox Lake. It's a huge industry here. You know what they don't have? Welders. So something to think about. You know, if you have the aptitude or the ideas, and you know what? Become a welder. The guy was telling me one of the uh, uh, maintenance uh, repair supervisors at one of the bigger marinas said, we're paying $175 an hour for a welder. We don't care where he comes from. We'll pay him what he's asking because we got, because people go out in their boats, do, 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 look at me, I got a boat. And then they sit there and they bend their you know, propellers or something gets sheared off. Well, or it's just hanging on there. So they need a welder to weld things back together again and they'll pay these guys whatever they want. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there just as a, uh, aside from what Pat had to put out there. Brian says, uh, oh, yeah, the Porky Wheel. I used to listen to a Ustream feed years ago. He said it was a good platform back then. He's not sure what it's like now. Austin. In California. Says the local PD is paying ninety-five dollars to $105,000 a year now. I believe with the last contract with my, my department, we were a almost at $100,000 a year. So that would suggest that the starting pay for the rookies is probably around 50, 55 a year. So anyways, you know, that's one thing I noticed also is that growth. How can that growth be sustained? I, I, the only way you can sustain that kind of growth is to have, you know, continually continuous uh, tax increases. Something's got to give folks. It just it just has to. And I was a union rep. I went. I was one of those in uh, 2008, 2007 when the economy tanked. We had to go against the county to get a uh, pay raise. Our contract had expired, and you know, the county comes back and says, "Oh yeah, we've got your offer. Zero. That's our offer. You guys get nothing. Zero. Okay." We used to say we ended up getting a two and a half percent pay raise for that contract. Only two and a half percent. Normally we're getting three, three and a half percent. But we got what just about everybody else got around, you know, through the state, throughout the state. So, anyways, uh, what do we got there? Um, Tim says I haven't been able to find an entry level machinist who knows his ass from his elbow in over six months. He's given up. Okay. Anyways. That's where we're at. Hmm. Tonight's drink is grape concord juice. Yummy. Natural. Not the high C stuff. All right. We've got, we got a few minutes left here in the show. Is there anything else that I missed? So let me ask. Oh, but get back to the Ustream platform change thing. How would you guys feel 
if we took a hiatus while we figured out whether to move to Ustream or Livestream or whatever, you know, doing a uh, video, you know, looking at different options. I'm just curious. I want to hear what you listeners think. Because you guys are what drives the show. You guys make the show. I just, you know, I just, you know, come in and do the show. Talk about it. Most of you guys want to talk about what we've all read, what we all feel, what we all think. That's what I do. But without you guys, I don't even have a show. Don't believe me? Go check out my first show. I had no listeners. Zero. None. But if you want to do a show here on CRN, let me know. Email me. ContraRadioAtLive.com com. Email me, let me know What kind of show you want to do I don't care what the show is But you will not talk about Feminism studies Underwater basket weaving We need something that people could actually use Learn from I don't care about Afrocentric studies either You know What I'm talking about is subject matter that can make a difference in people's lives. I'm talking about patriot subjects. I'm talking about prepper subjects. Yeah, let's see. What was that? Porky Willie says, you still set against a YouTube channel. No, I got got that on my YouTube channel. Unfortunately, they won't let me put Contrario Network on there until I get 100 uh, subscribers. So if you haven't, go to uh, YouTube, look up my channel, John Jeffers, hit subscribe. When I get 100 subscribers, then I can put change it from John Jeffers to Contra Radio Network. So, you know, there's yes, the audience might be bigger, but I got to tell you, all these videos that we post on you know Facebook, I put on the YouTube channel. I do. I do that. It's there. Promise. And I think I only got ten subscribers. I swear sometimes I think I'm just, you know, banging my head against the brick wall. I know it's not true, but sometimes it's, it feels like that. So as we start to investigate different platforms, you know, I'm deciding whether or not to keep using this platform. Because the bottom line is this, really. You know, I pay blog talk radio every month. I pay them every month. And it's, you know, listenership is not increasing. Uh, the numbers were going way down. They finally started rebounding for whatever reason. You know, I just, um, it's time to maybe make some changes, make some moves, trying to get things built up to where they should be. At least I think they should be. If it was up to me, everybody in the United States would be listening to my show. People in other countries should be listening to my show because we're going to help you survive without government assistance. And let's face it, do you really want to put your lives in the hands of a government bureaucrat when the grid goes down? Think about it. I know at first it's the easy, well, yes. But if you really think about it, you start to realize, no, it's a bad idea. That's right. It is a bad idea. I mean, hell's bells. If you can't trust yourself to prep, you're going to trust some unknown, unnamed bureaucrat who doesn't even know you exist for your survival? What are you thinking? Don't be lazy. 
as California wine country burns, all the winos in the country are in absolute panic. Oh, Pat, buddy. Yes, I will do that. Austin says his family had to evacuate the wine country. It's the wine country. Why do I got to evacuate? Yeah, that kind of wine. And uh, Porky Will says, I can't trust the crown. Say it ain't so. I know. But you've got a different form of government over there, Porky Will. I keep telling you, you need to come to the United States. Now, it might be true that we don't need another drunken Irishman on this continent, but we are willing to let you come and stay. You will. We do. Uh, for Patrick, I don't know if I can send you a PM because I don't do, you know, I don't know if I can find you, bud. Do me a favor. Just send me a quick email with uh, your thing on there. Um, do, 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 do. Contraradio at live.com. Contraradio at live.com, Patrick. Hey, I appreciate it, buddy. But, um, no, if you guys want to know what Patrick's going to do, you send me a check to help support the show. And I really do appreciate it because I know Pat's been around a while. He's been a long-time listener. He doesn't always call in. He doesn't always check, but he does listen. And I think the, he first got a hold of me. Um, he was listening. <laughs> he, he was in the squad car li- and started listening to us. All right. All right. I got 90 seconds left before they cut me off here, folks. So what I want to do is wrap it up. I want to say thank you all for checking in tonight. Well, Porky Will, Patrick, who else did I have here tonight? Oh, boy. Uh, Tim. Tim's been in here. Dale, Gary, thanks, guys. I appreciate you checking in tonight. And, of course, thanks to Chuck for uh, being a good guy and, uh, you know, calling in. I appreciate it. I will try to have a much better show for you next time. I just, you know, I'm thinking I don't have a good topic to speak on tonight. That happens sometimes. It's all right. All right. From my proper and patriot friends, I say this to you. Be safe. Be alert and be vigilant. Remember, we're preppers. We don't cower. We don't hide. We try to predict what the government and our enemies are going to do next so that we can be prepared and be able to counter whatever it is they're going to do. That's why we're preppers. All right? Well, somebody's calling me on the phone. I'm not answering it just yet. Wait until the show's over. So don't forget the Contra Dawn show Friday night. She's a wild one, and she's – I don't always agree with the topics she chooses, but it's her show, and I let her do it. But then this is John Jeffers saying goodnight, and thanks again for checking in with us and spending your Wednesday. <laughs>